0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today we're going to take a look ahead at a very busy Christmas period full of racing. Different sort of preview than we normally do due to the amount of races. But Isam is here to take a look ahead with me at 10 races to be precise.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: All the racing this Christmas period will be live and uninterrupted on GCN+. And if you head to GCN.eu slash CXSocial, you can get a 25% discount on your annual GCN Plus subscription, which means you can not only watch all of the racing this Christmas period, you can also watch all of the racing on the road this season, which will be starting with the 2 Down Under in January. So make sure to head to GCN.eu slash CXSocial for a 25% discount. Islam, a busy period of racing is awaiting us. It's starting this Friday in Moll with the Evening Cross, the Silvermere Cross. It's a part of the Exact Cross series. Who are the biggest names at the start here? We'll start by talking about the men's race.
1: Well, yeah, all three are starting. Pitcock, uh, Van Aert, and uh, Van der Poel. And um, around those guys, we have Hermans as well that's going to be starting with Lauren Sweek. Uh, Thibaut Nijs is also going to be uh, back. So yeah, we got quite a field. Um, I think the the guys that we're missing are um, Van Thurenhout and Iserbiet from Paulsauze. But overall, we have um, quite a solid field for an exact cross in uh, Mol.
0: Yeah, it's probably not the deepest field. As you say, many of the Paulsauze guys, but also Lars van der Haar, they aren't racing there and it makes sense because there's going to be 10 cross races in Belgium over 17 days and after Christmas in 14 days there's going to be 9 crosses. When the calendar is that packed you need to make choices so it makes sense that they skip the exact cross because there's no classification that belongs to the exact cross. Still the race is not turned into a situation that we had in Esse where there's only... B or C tier riders starting the race because, as you say, the big three are there. They don't need to think about classifications, they can just choose whatever they want and since they are really fresh, a big block of racing here is exactly what they need to build their form and get into a rhythm towards their goal, the World Championships. Van der Poel, Van Aert and Pitcock will be racing here, but I don't think that Pitcock is going to be the third guy in this race. It's going to be rainy, but the course doesn't tend to get too muddy. It's a fast course. It goes through sand, a big section through the forest. 2018 was an addition with a lot of rain, but it didn't get muddy. I would tend to lean towards Van der Poel on such a course, over Van Aert. And then a rider like Zweig to do well there as well, especially considering the fact that the sand is there. It might not be too difficult if it's raining, because then the sand gets a bit thicker and you're just able to ride through it easier but i still think that would benefit him and therefore i would give swake the benefit of the doubt over pitcock who struggles in the sand and the same goes for Hermans, who is too big of a question mark for me to immediately say he's going to compete for a podium
1: yeah i think that's quite spot on eh? because with the sand that's going to play quite a role then you, you know, have to look at the, the race that already happened in Antwerp with the World Cup where we had some sand already and it was a good test for, for a race like this. And I think that there it was clear that Van der Poel was just that little bit better in the sand. Van Aert was able to compensate with his power, but just technically in the sand, I think that Van der Poel is just that little bit better and you know that will help him for sure in Moll. And I think that in the end, Pitcock will struggle a little bit just purely based on the fact that the sand is playing such a big role in mole. and then the guy like Sveik, who is definitely uh looking forward to a race like this you know might be uh, the contender for the third spot on the podium
0: i do think the busyness of the calendar is going to create some challenges we know that the riders always get tired so I wonder if we can see maybe some surprising names who are able to prioritize a number of races, pop into the top 10 towards the end of the super busy Christmas period. We'll go classification by classification. So the exact cross, they have the Silvermere cross that is taking place on the 23rd of December. Racing starts at 1615 central european time so the woman's race is starting two hours and 45 minutes later than what they usually do the men's race is two and a half hours later than what it normally starts because they are racing at 5 30 european time central european time so we've mentioned the woman in the woman's race we can see that lucinda Brandt is coming back from her injury i would say i mean she made that short comeback but needed a bit more time after there was an infection in her hand we can see that annemarie Vorst is coming back from a long knee injury first about these two riders what do you expect from them this christmas period because both riders should be a bit fresher due to less racing but on the other hand both have had their implications and complications this season
1: yeah i think you know for both women it's a question of how did they get through the time that they were able to recover and, you know, get back on the bike and the training. I think that for them it will be a sort of a race per race kind of situation where they have to go through a race and, you know, listen to their body, feel how it goes and from there on they have to make a decision on the next couple of races, which which one they will choose because I think that both of them do not want to, you know, rush it. But they also want to make sure that when the championships are there, that they are at a certain level where they are able to compete for um, their goals. So I think that, you know, for both, it's it's a case of, you know, trying to improve as much as possible in a short period, uh, and try to get as much race rhythm because that's what they lack at the moment. Um uh, but then also you know look at the situation how the body is reacting to the racing because we have seen with lucinda Brown, for example coming back maybe a little bit too fast and then the body doesn't really like that having a fever and from there on it's uh you know the body doesn't really want to to do what you what, you, what you're thinking of and then you have to make a decision and i think that was the right decision at that point and We have to see if it pays off right now or if it's still, you know, in a situation where Brandt is not fully recovered. Which I think she isn't fully recovered, but good enough to be racing, I think.
0: I think Brandt should be a bit better than what she was after her return in Beeksebergen. Beeksebergen was a rough race to return, but in Overijse and Kortrijk, it wasn't bad. There were just too many mistakes. And then she got really sick and I wonder how that illness affected her, I mean I feel like everybody in not only the Netherlands and Belgium but just in Europe there's a pretty serious flu going around here and I think Brandt got it, my sister has gotten it, it's no fun, I think you had it as well somewhere around Antwerp, it's no fun to have that flu, it really takes you out for a serious while. And that could have impacted her then again. But she's been training in Spain for the best part of two and a half weeks. Training on the road with Trek Segafredo. Having riders to pull you up against. I think that will help her. And I'm pretty excited to see her back. I don't expect miracles. But here in Mall, a podium should definitely be possible. I have my bigger question marks with... Annemarie Worst, she's been out for a longer period of time, and has had less time to really recover from that, I only really seen her pick up the training again one and a half weeks ago in Spain on the 777 training camp, so I don't know, Worst should be able to go go well in the sand, but then again, how will her injury have affected her, I think that Brandt will be in a better situation than Worst, but... I do still think that Brandt will find it difficult to consistently fight with the young guns. Petersen, Van Van Empel, question mark, how does she come back from her injury? So many question marks here, but Petersen will definitely be up there. Van Anrooy, if she made another step on this training camp, she can potentially bridge that gap to Petersen and Van Empel as well. So, yeah, that could be interesting, but... What do you think can both Brandt and Van Anrooy bridge that gap that they had to Van Empel and Pieterse? Um,
1: no, I don't think so. I don't think that that is going to happen um, so fast already. That will take time. That needs, I think, uh, you know, a couple of weeks if if that will be the case this season. Uh, because I think at the moment, Pieterse is at a, at a level that's... yeah. There, There is not going to be uh, a moment, I think, that she is in doubt uh, if if Van Ampo isn't starting. So as long as Van Ampo isn't there, I think that Petersen has now the confidence to take initiative in the race. I think that for Van Androoy, she will definitely grow in this season more and eventually will come at a level that she will be able to follow. Uh, And then it's the question if... It stays with following and, and and being very close, or actually becoming a a, a threat for for Peterson, because I think that Peterson this season is is doing it quite well in terms of picking her races. It's not a a full program. It's a program where she you know she's very balancing out the season so far, and you know if she does maintain it in this very busy period, it will only help her, uh, and I don't think that we will see the the normal uh decline of form in a way which we you know you see with some of the riders that take a little bit more races on their um on their resume
0: yeah i mean that's what i just mentioned before there's riders that are going to be making choices in terms of races they do Pietersand van Empel have been doing that all season. And that's something that could benefit Brandt. She doesn't have any classifications to defend. So let's say Gavre goes bad. She can easily say, well, I'm not going to race tomorrow in Zolder. I'll try again in Diegem. Or if she isn't feeling too well, she can just decide to skip Baal or Herentals Or any of the other races we'll come to in a bit. But on the other hand, I do think that Brandt will most likely start most of the races. And it can also be an advantage because she does have the... Ability to then race against a field that doesn't contain the best riders and That helps regaining your confidence rebuilding yourself racing at the front is more fun than racing for fifth. So those are all things that could help Brandt and Here in Mall that is like a perfect race to do so I mean, I expect that she will be fighting with Van Androoy for the win. I don't know what Van Alphen can do She has been going pretty well recently, but I don't think this is a very good course for her and then for the rest, there's some solid other names racing. Costaline, Backstedt, Honsinger. But I don't think that they have the level that Brandt and Van Androoy have. I'm especially excited to see what Van Androoy can do. I think she will be choosing her races wisely as well. But two and a half weeks or three weeks of training in the sun, it can make a pretty big difference for your form. And if you build your base a bit, do some intervals in between, or use this block to really become a rider with a solid foundation which you just built and build the intensity on top of that you could start going really well so i'm curious to see what she can do she would probably be my favorite in a sandy course like mole but again don't put it past Brandt to come back because brunt is a fighter so yeah that would be fun but also on the woman's side you can see betsema alvarado van Anroy, or not van Roy, van empel and pieterse They are not racing there, they are taking their rest, and I completely understand, but still, some pretty fun starting fields there. The only other exact course which we have in the Christmas period is in Lunhout. That is a relatively fast course that will take place on the 30th of December. That race will be held at the normal times, but we won't go to, uh, like, But we won't go and make a preview or prediction for that since we don't know who will be starting and Then there's not much point in us doing so Then let's go to the World Cup in Gavre Issam. There's two World Cups in the Christmas period Gavre on Boxing Day and Zonhoven on the 8th of January. Both are held at the normal time huge start fields in Gavre
1: huge indeed who are we not missing (laughs) in total we have like what 98 riders that are going to be starting in the men's category which is an insane number for a world cup in my opinion but yeah that's that's what we uh, that's what we're dealing with i think uh, it will definitely look very nice uh, at the start but eventually the focus will be on the guys in the front it's uh, going to be an interesting race if the weather. With Havre it's it's a tough course. It's a course that uh, involves uh, some climbing. It's a course that is uh, that has some variations, some technical sections. It's, um, in my opinion, one of the better races of the season. I think, definitely one of the races that you should um, that you should step as 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 ones to watch because I think that um, you know it's on a on a perfect day on the Monday. Boxing Day best way to spend it is probably with with a very good uh, battle and you know we got the big 3 and all the the other guys around them as well so it's it's going to be interesting how that battle for the world cup in the, um, with the standings will will play out and how the 3 will progress uh, over the course of the season uh, towards their goals of uh, the world championship
0: yeah it's really a good race the course has been reworked a bit this year they moved the pits to a better location because the hill on the top that was uh, such a tiny pit it will it would have been horrendous to try and fit the mechanics for as you say an astonishing amount of almost 100 riders there so yeah it's been good they're now going around the castle putting some focus on that and it is a good course i remember when this was still called aspergavre somehow they ditched aspera from the name and now just call it gavre but no, it's going to be good, and there, that is, of course, with climbing, descents. We all probably still remember that in the 2020 season, Thomas Pitcock won his first major race there. He beat Mastro van der Poel there, course, with climbing, probably quite some mud, some technical sections. That is the one race I am looking at and thinking, if Tom Pitcock is to win across somewhere this Christmas period, with the exception of Baal, where he's the only one of the so-called Big 3 to race, Havre has to be it for him. It has the elevation, it will have the tough conditions, it won't be that much of a drag, it will more be slippery mud, that should be his opportunity to win, and what's needed he needs to not mess up his start because if you mess up your start in such a big pack you could be 30th going into the first corner and well then there's not much to say for him but if he can get a decent start this is his one shot to win a world cup in or a big race in the christmas period at least in my opinion
1: definitely and if um, the weather is going to help him a little bit then then i definitely see uh, a lot of chances for him the way he's built he's a lightweight he loves climbing. Haver is definitely a course when it's a bit tougher that can lean a little bit more to some sort of a, 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 a mountain bike course in terms of the climbing and, and the, the the level of, 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 you know, I think that the profile for him is is definitely fitting. And he has a g- good history in Haver as well. So I think that for him, that's definitely a race that, that will suit him. There is some running in it as well. So I think that for Van Aert, it is also a, a race that will, that will suit him well. And for Van der Poel... I think that Van der Poel will be hoping for a race that is um, a bit faster. If it's going to be muddier and, and, and then you have to be to be running a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for Van der Poel. But we have to wait and see. I think that the battle will be amazing. and uh, The other guys also have, have their battles. Uh, I mean, a Van Thurnout on a good day is definitely somebody that can finish on the podium. Uh, and Laurens Week and Izerbiet will look at each other for a classification. Van Thurenhout obviously as well, because he's playing a role in that as well at the moment.
0: Yeah, he's actually second in that classification now. He's a bit after the DNF and Valdi Sol is not that much of a factor anymore in the World Cup. He's more than, I, think, I would say he's like almost 40 points behind, which is a full race. So I would say he's out of the World Cup. And yes, Van Thurenhout can do well, but it would require an extraordinary ride by him. and We have seen that this season. But I would still argue that in Gavre we're going to see a fight between Van der Poel, Van Aert and Pitcock. And as you say, it will involve some running probably. It's a course where all three have their terrains. Like Van der Poel will do well on the technical downhills. Van Aert will do well on the running and climbing sections. Pitcock will do well on the climbing sections. It's going to be interesting. And I hope we can get a race like we had in Namur 2020 when Pitcock led for a long while. It was a bit of a Fata Morgana that lead since he decided to not pit basically every lap whilst van Aert and Van der Pool did, which caused them to lose like five six seconds every lap and Pitcock was right was like eating that lead and then eventually got caught and finished third. But I am hoping for such a style race and I am really excited for it. Does Fontour not stand a chance perhaps? but it will be very difficult, because I do think we'll see a very good version of all these three riders. All three riders have gone to Spain to build their form, all three riders will be eager to show something, and we've seen the level that Van Ayrton van Pool Poel have already, we've seen that Pitcock is capable to win against the rest, even on courses that doesn't suit him too much, so I'm excited, and then behind the battle for the overall, yes, but the problem is the point skill behind is so messed that there's only one place or like one point between the places so the 20 point lead of Zweig on Van Turenhout is a pretty big one unless Van Turenhout somehow manages to end on the podium and take like a serious bite out of it or Zweig ends way back which I don't expect but hey we can hope and I do know that in the Power Sauser camp they are still optimistic about the chances of Van Turenhout but after the Christmas period, we will know because the second race of the World Cup is Zonhoven on the 8th of January, also being raced at the normal times. There, probably Van der Poel and Van Aert will come at the start, but no word on Pitcock yet. But then again, that could be a race where Zweig could do well. I remember in 2016, he was actually fighting with Van der Poel and Van Aert for a long while in the race when he was still riding for ERA. On the women's side, the big question there is, how is it going with Fem van Empel? Do we know she will take the start in Gavre, Sam?
1: Normally she will start, but at the moment there is nothing um, clear on her situation. It's... I heard somewhere that she was um, actually saying that it is worse than she expected it after uh, the departure from from Italy. And I think that, you know, it's it's difficult with such an injury to, you know, to understand what is going on because it's not um, nothing. Nothing has been broken. No bones that has been broken. So then it's purely the muscle and the feeling that you have uh, and, and, and you know if you if you feel the pain it's t- difficult to to get around it with you know you need to uh, take a lot of care of your muscles and i think that for her it's you know terrible uh, and that's why there is no clarity i think that she doesn't have the clarity at the moment as well so yeah it's it's, it's a little bit of waiting and we have to wait and see what's what's going to happen i normally would expect her at the start but that's um that's that's really guessing at this point we we don't really know if that is going to be happening
0: yeah it's a big unknown what is known that also the women's race will have a huge start list in gavre they have like 87 riders or 86 riders on the start list something like that so yeah, I mean, Voss isn't there. I think Voss will be racing some other races in the Christmas period. We don't know exactly which ones, but we know that Peters will be there. She will be fit. She will be going well. Of course, like Havre, will have some sections that resemble Overijsen. So that could be fun. What can Honsinger do on a course like this? It's her second race back. She raced the national championships in America, of course. Spent some time with her family there. What can a rider like Vash do? She won an Overijsse last year. What can a rider like Prevodun do on a course that should suit her? At least more than the other courses that she's been doing. How can a rider like Rochette continue what looked to be a promising race in Valdi Sol? These are so many questions, and then we already went over. How is the recovery of Brandt going? How is the recovery of Worst going? We have now added, how is the recovery of Van Lempel going? Will she even start? If she doesn't start, things could become narrow for her World Cup lead because then there are still three races uh, that are to be done Zonhoven, Besançon, and Benidorm. Well, Benidorm and Besançon in the other order, but those three races are still to be done after Gavre. If Petersen wins, 40 points are taken back if Van Empel doesn't start. Things can become narrow. I would therefore say that it's likely that she does try and start, but again, if she has too much pain, she won't. So, Van Empel is this rider that if she only feels like half the opportunity to start. She will take it. But I think that they also won't really rush her into it. She was supposed to do Dichem. But she got taken off the start list. Maybe she does Zolder. She raced there last year. Did well there. But no guarantee that she does that this year. Will Gavre be the last race that we see her do in the Pauwelsausen kit? Who knows? But yes, yeah, so many good riders on the start list are probably still forgot to mention a bunch i think only sonne kant is missing she announced to be taking a period of rest here and skipping the first part of the busy races i think she will start in herentals again or somewhere towards the end of the christmas period and build towards the belgian championships so yeah it will be interesting it's going to be a packed starting field here in gavre we'll see some other packed starting fields as well so yeah i'm looking forward to it and in Zonhova, we could see some other riders come forward again but don't know if you maybe have a rider that you expect something from in particular this christmas period
1: but particularly not interested to see Honsinger because Honsinger was saying that this was a more the period where she was um that you know that she wanted to perform well we have to be honest on on the races so far it, it was not terrible but it was nothing um to ride home to so I think that's that the races that are coming up there are definitely some races that will suit her so yeah I hope that that we can see uh, a singer that is able to, to to fight for for a podium that will definitely be 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 something I'm looking forward to so yeah it's to wait and see I hope that we that we're going to enjoy many battles and that we're not going to be watching uh, one boring race after the other but i don't think that we will have that with so many riders uh, available to race so i think that it will be uh, quite exciting the races that are coming up
0: then the day after the world cup and it's time for the super prestige in zolder that will be held at the normal time but then immediately the day after that on the 28th we will have the super prestige in dighem the women's race starts at 7 p.m it's a night race so that means that the women's race starts four hours later than when the men usually start and then at towards the end of this period the Super Prestige in gulligem will take place on the 7th of january it's a bit of speculation for this who is doing what we know that for gulligem there are no signs that van der Poel, van aert or pitcock will start we know that all three are expected to start in zolder and Diegem. However, I think it's safe to assume that Zweig and van der Haar will do all of these races because they are tied in the lead at the moment. Probably Isebiet and or van Tournout will do most races as well because I mean Isebiet is only three points behind. Van Tournout, with six is already looking a bit more difficult for the win. But yeah, I guess these riders will definitely prioritize the super prestige which will make for a nice battle for the overall in this classification, which is always super tight.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, Super Prestige is um, the classification where you only gain a point per place that you are finishing in in, in your race, which which makes it very um, difficult to win. Uh, and it's most of the time it's a battle till till the last race or the penultimate race. So it's it's you know it's very difficult to say that you're going to skip a race especially with the super prestige if you're doing well you, you there's no room for you to skip a race because at that point you're you're that far behind and it's so hard to 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 make that up so yeah you can expect the ones that are that are doing well in the super prestige will definitely try to start it digem is in my opinion also a race that is notable uh, with with just the way it is the racing at night there's a lot of, of, of atmosphere there, a lot of people that are, that are watching it. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a race that, that you should be watching. It's, um, I, I don't know, I, it, it's it's different from from the other races, that's for sure. Uh, you know, some don't, you know, have uh, some problems or issues maybe with the parkour, but I think personally that it's just a, a different vibe around in, in Dichem and it's definitely very nice to to, to look at.
0: I mean the course is shit. Let's be honest, it's it's terrible. Yeah, if, if it would be a day or without every, anything, it would it would it's terrible. I mean, come on. After the start, you come onto this massive off camber, which means that if you're not in the top three or four, it's almost going to be race over. And for the rest, like half of the course is on tarmac and through the city. But that's as you say, the course. It's pretty bad. It's like the only race at the highest level that has two single pit zone so you need four bikes in order for this to work or preferably even more than four bikes and mechanics etc a lot of mechanics especially so that's messed but as you say the atmosphere is great and there's so many spectators always and they race through cafes in front of cafes and through the small streets It has its charms and I'm looking at the start list of riders that they already signed the starting deal with now Van Aert is on there, Zweig, Hermans, Easybeet, Van Now those are the names I just mentioned On the men's side we see Van der Poel, Kamp, Van der Haar, but we also see Adams, Nijs, Soete, Verstringen, Johnny Vermeers Pitcock was on there, Kevin Kuhn Felipe Ortz, Boros. It's going to be one of the most packed races, as always. It wouldn't surprise me if you actually go over 100 participants for this race. The women's side also looking pretty good. I mean, Betsema now has a pretty significant lead in this classification after the off day of Alvarado in Boom. She has a lead of 5 points on Alvarado and 6 points on Van der Heide. These riders will feature for the overall of the super prestige i think it's going to be between betsema and alvarado so it's no surprise to see both betsema and alvarado both confirmed for this race brandt worst also confirmed and then we come to the first non-world cup race or well she did some in the preseason, but the first serious non-world cup race that peters is doing she's confirmed to be on this start list together with a fun as well and then we also see that vas is racing back will race So, yeah, it's going to be good, pretty packed. Wonder what Petersen can do on this fast course. I do think she'll go fine because I remember a couple of seasons ago, or it must be 2019, because that was the last edition when Van Anrooy was in the leading group together with Petersen, and Van Anrooy had the puncture, went into the pits, was nobody there because she only had enough mechanics to be in one pit and that wasn't that pit. Petersen, I think, ended fourth or maybe fifth something like that in that race so that was really the first time that they did super well in a televised cross it was another step up compared to what they had done before when they were still just juniors so yeah it's going to be good overall yeah looking good probably Dichem and I do love Zolder although it's gone a bit backwards the past couple of years Gullichem yeah not looking forward to that all too much since I don't really like the course then on the final classification, this Christmas period, the X2O Trophy. They will be having three crosses, all in the first week of January. Kicking off traditionally with Baal on the 1st of January. Then the semi-new race, Herentals. First time this will be held with Spectators on the 3rd of January. And then new in the series, Kokseide, on the 5th of January. All these races will be held at normal time. And I assume you are looking forward most to Kokseide so
1: uh yeah and 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 that's mainly because of of coxide the name itself and the race uh not because of the classification which which is which you know is difficult uh at the moment but i think in terms of of coxide is definitely a race that i um yeah i think that that everybody that that follows cyclocross can mention and they can mention a couple of races coxide is definitely one of them it's a a race that 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 has it all. Uh, the sand, obviously, in the dunes. It's, it's, a, it's a great course. Um, if you have the, the, the right amount of spectators, which it normally has, it's also very, uh, very nice to, to look at from that side as well. And the riders love to go to Coxsiders, so I think it's definitely. Uh, out of the XO trophy, uh, the, the, the most notable name and, and, and probably the best race. I think nice will not agree with me because he thinks probably that a ball is, but you know I think that that the is um, a great great entry from the XO trophy and definitely one of the races that I am um, then looking forward to to watch in this uh, busy period. Yeah, I feel
0: like the X2O trophy might be the races that have the weakest start field because on the men's side, Baal will only see Pitcock race, Herentals will probably see all three, and then Coxide will probably see Van Aert and Van der Poel. It's still good, but it's a bit worse than what we have seen in terms of super prestige, where all three are there for all races. Still a pretty Big and wide fight for the overall, here in the X2O Trophy, we've seen Iserbeet, who is in the lead by a couple of seconds over Van Haar, and then Van Turenhout is already far behind. Zweig will probably skip most of these races, but Zweig will, I guess, do Coxide because he loves the sand, he's great in the sand. I look forward to see what he can do there. Again, said I didn't put it out of this world that he would fight for the win there, especially if he comes in relatively fresh. So, that will, would be certainly a thing that I'm looking forward to. How can Sway go in Cox's side? And for the rest, I'm just thinking, like, on the women's side, if Betsema doesn't win this, I already made the promise with USM that if she doesn't win this, I will need to go to the final race of the season, Ostmala, which is held on the same day of Koerner-Brussels-Koerner, which I would rather watch than Ostmala, to be honest. And I would need to... Go to that race and support Betsma with banners, flares, everything. Because then she really needs all the support she gets in the offseason. Because her gap is 4 minutes on Van Empel who won't do any of these races most likely. Maybe Kok side. And then 4 minutes on Van Alpha and Vos, and 5 on Brandt. If she doesn't win this something seriously went wrong. And I don't expect that. So the overall on the women's side is pretty locked in. We don't know anything about the start list, so it's pure speculation. But yeah, I think, I think the only thing we still have left to discuss is: Do you think that the Christmas period with ten crosses, we've briefly mentioned them all. Do you think it has become too busy?
1: You know, short answer would be yes. Of course, it's 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 crazy, uh, crazy amount of races that we have in such a short time span. But it is something that didn't come out out of nowhere it's uh some sort of a progress of, of of multiple years where just you know races that have been added have been switched from from classification to classification covid happened you know and then at a certain point races that were not organized wanted to come back uh, looking for a spot um but you know, it's it's for the riders especially. It's it's a very busy period. I think for the viewer, it's amazing because uh, it's, it's it's especially if you're a big fan of cyclocross. It's 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 almost heaven. Uh, every time you you turn on the TV, it's almost like you're watching the the World Cup. Uh, every day you have something to watch, and that will that's that kind of feeling is is what the most people will have watching but i think for the riders it's it's a bit uh, difficult and i i think that if you have so many many races after each other it it takes away a little bit of 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 the attention that a race should be getting i think and at the end of this we will probably be like yeah it was a nice bunch of races but there will nothing that will stick unless it's very uh, outrageous um, things that have been happening in the races but I think that normally after all these races it's, it's going to be very difficult to to mention them all but yeah it's it's a decision that has been, been made by the organizers the organizers uh, don't care about each other's classifications and then you're ending up in a situation like this
0: yeah but the question is and how far is this any issue for the organizers that it's so busy I mean we've seen it across like mall or Potentially, coxside. There will be races suffering from the fact that many riders need to make choices. But on the other hand, there are other riders, which in this case tend to be the biggest names of the sport: Pitcock, Van Aert, Van der Poel. But also riders like Hermans and a rider like Merlier or Vermeers, who are relatively big names in Belgium, they will attract spectators. They will be on TV. They will have many spectators there. I don't think for them it's really an issue. I think it's not an issue for the fans, it's not an issue for the organizers, it's more of an issue for the riders, and probably at the end of the day, it's the X2O trophy, or cross, but I would tend to say that the biggest issue will be for the X2O trophy, because they have a classification, they will suffer, and then there will probably be complaints again about how the period is too busy and the world cup is squeezing them into this narrow window of dates and that they all want to have the best riders and therefore there's no other option than to go now and then riders still need to make choices and then it would then again be like annoying to me because i'm thinking if the x2o trophy is again the classification that cuts on the short end or like pulls the short end of the rope like on one hand, you can say yes. It's partly because the World Cup takes many dates. But on the other hand, you could also say what is the X2O Trophy doing to attract new viewers or like, make their classification attractive. And with such a heavy like, opener, and such a back-loaded classification with really its center now. Three races in five days, which forms the foundation for the rest of the trophy. And how far are you really attracting riders i would say that the x2o trophy is doing a terrible job in doing so so then like i think that's where the issues start coming for me and the biggest issue should be for the athletes that they are forced to make choices due to a lack of cohesion on the calendar like as you say Super Prestige x2o they don't work together and they are blocking each other here a bit and that will cause issues eventually because riders need to make choices And if you see that more and more people are choosing for the Super Prestige, because it simply doesn't have such a heavy calendar, then the X2O Trophy will suffer. And then we come back to what we said in the Kortrijk podcast, how does the X2O Trophy go forward? So I think the toughest part is for the athletes, because I already said it, if you are not going to do all races, you might be able to, at the end of this busy period, like peek into the top 10, because you are fresher than the rest. And... We saw it already with just the one busy week between New Year and Christmas. Already then, riders were tired towards the end of that. And now it's just going to become more and more. And I wonder how you see that. Will we see riders be completely drained towards the end of this period and then just come short the rest of the season? Or do you think that they will be wise enough to make decisions and prevent that from happening?
1: I think that we will have definitely some riders that will end up in the scenario of of being completely drained after all these races. But I, I think that the majority is, you know, they, they had the heads up already. They know that the amount of races that are coming up, but I think that uh, most riders will definitely not race all, uh, all, all races. We already have seen some cancellations left and right and uh, some decisions that have already been made of... Skipping a couple of races, and I think that that's only the you know that's the that's the best way and and the most yeah you 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 cannot race all these all these races uh, it's just not 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 the most responsible thing to do and uh, I think that the riders will will definitely be sensible enough to to you know to not race all these um, all these races together uh, and I think that in the end we will have definitely one or two but not, uh, not the majority. I think that the majority will be sensible enough to get through this period uh, as, as smart as possible.
0: Time will tell, and during the coming weeks, we'll become much wiser. We'll be very busy for us. We'll be trying to push out podcasts for every of these races. We'll be tight on sleep, probably, but we'll do our best, and yeah, no promises. Maybe we'll need to skip one or two or merge them together, but... We'll do our best and try and provide as much content as possible. Isam, thank you for being here and get some rest because uh, buckle up. It's going to be a busy period.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm uh, looking forward to um, to the amount of episodes that we're going to get through. But uh, thank you for having me and uh, looking forward. And just
0: to be clear, that means that on the days that there is no racing, there will also be no preview podcasts because else it would be daily podcasts. And uh, yeah, that would be a bit too much. Thanks everyone for listening. And we will see you guys with a new podcast that releases on Saturday on which we discuss the cross in Mole. Thanks for listening and goodbye.